today we just want to take time right now Lord to just thank you for who you are we thank you that you are the king Lord we thank you that uh, you loved us enough to come and die for our sins and God we just want to look today at who we are and where we are God no matter what we're going through or what we've been through God you are worthy and, and you are there for us God, we know that. We just want to lift you up today. And God, we want to 
just uh, take a look at our lives and, and to see, Lord, if it is well with our soul, Lord, and to make changes, Lord, and to do things, Lord, that would honor you and to lift you up and to make sure, God, that when our time is up, God, that we are worthy to be called one of yours. Lord, we just I want to pray for Brother Daryl today, God, and lift him up as he speaks to us today. God, we just love you and we thank you. And we want to honor you today. And God, we want to be able to say it is well with our souls. So let go, 
through it all, my eyes are on you. And through it all, through it all, it is well, Lord. And through it all, through it all, my eyes are on you. And it is well with me. Children's Church. You need to go to Children's Church. Tony Bird, can you uh, come up front and pray for us? Give me just a minute. Just pray. I'm ready to preach, so you're ready to just... Okay. All right. Looks like a covey of coil going out the back door. All right. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, it is so good to be in your house this morning. Father, we just thank you for this time of refuge. Uh, the world is so chaotic outside. We know that... Uh, Satan is in charge of that chaos, and Father, we're, we're just taking sanctuary in here. Uh, we've come in to meet the Holy Spirit right here in this place. Father, we, we're thankful for, uh, for that Holy Spirit that can uh, lift us up, that can help us through the troubling times. Father, there's so much going on, and we pray for uh, all of the families. We've, we've lost uh, loved ones this week. Uh, Father, there's, uh, there's things going on that, uh, that we can't be in control of, but we pray to you to help us get through these troubling times. Father, we pray for Brother Darrell this morning as he brings your message. And Father, we ask, as I always do, help us be those Christian men and women you've called us to be. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I know y'all got to be here anyway, but that last song was for me. Y'all just got to listen. Just got to listen in. I, I, I needed that. If you have your Bible, Hebrews chapter three, fourteen through nineteen, it finishes up the chapter. I do want to add a verse. There's an outline of this message on the back side of your announcements. I'm going to add one more verse. It's chapter four, verse one. So it'll be on the screen. Hebrews chapter three, fourteen through nineteen. We're going to start into a rather long section where the writer, the pastor of that church, talks about rest, R-E-S-T, rest, resting. And when I read it and read it again and again, I wonder, okay, when, as we deal with it this week and the next week, weeks to come, because the section is quite long, is he talking about, to the, his church, that church at that time, is he talking about resting here, um, on earth right now or is he talking about an eternal heavenly rest and as the answer is to most most questions that you ask the answer is both and so that's why the title of the message is rest now and then 
And so I, I, I do. I see that the answer is both. I worked on it and I worked on it. All I'm going to talk to you today about is resting now. I'm not going to talk about a heavenly rest. And as I studied it, I really didn't know why I wasn't going on to the, to the then, to, you know, the future. But when I knew that uh, Brother Bill's funeral was yesterday, and I thought, well, that's it. I'm going to talk about then at, at that time. And so uh, it's almost entirely going to be just learning to rest in Jesus right now. Learning to rest in Jesus right where you are, whatever's, whatever's going on. And kind of like that song that we just sang, uh, I don't know of anybody in the room that needed it more than I do. And I probably could say that I don't know of anybody in the room who needs the message more than I do. Just learning to rest in Jesus right, right where you are. Hebrews 3, beginning of verse 14 through the rest of the chapter and then chapter 4, verse 1. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. So you can kind of see right there, you can see right there, who that pastor's talking to. He's talking to Christians. Now, I want to I talk to everybody, whether you're, you are a Christian or not, but specifically to those who have started. Okay, You've already started down this path. And so uh, he's wanting to, wanting to say to them, I'm wanting to say to you, so keep it up. So keep it up. Don't stop now. While it is said, and he quotes from Psalm, Psalm 95 again, he has already done this two or three times. While it is said, today, if you will hear his voice, and I want to emphasize that word, today, right now, this is the time, today. If you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. As we've talked about, uh, just take a pause right there, as we've talked about almost every week, he's referring to that time when the Israelites came out of Egypt. They're getting ready to cross into the promised land, sent the 12 spies out, but they didn't do it. And I've, I've, I've mentioned that every week, so I'm not going to go over that a lot. But anyway, that's always going to be the focal point. That's what the analogy that he will use is, is, is that one. They came right up to it, to their chance to go in the promised land, didn't do it. And he goes on in talking about that. For who, having heard, talking about them, the Israelites, for who, having heard, they, they rebelled. For who, having heard, re, rebelled? There's, you know, there's a question. Indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt, led, led by Moses? Now, with whom was, he, was God angry with for, for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose corpses fell, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? <clears throat> and to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? But to those who did not obey. So we see that they could not enter in. They could not enter into his rest. Because of unbelief. Therefore. Since a promise remains of entering his rest. Let us fear. Lest any of you seem. To have come short of it. So we're going to talk about rest. Resting in Jesus. Resting now and then. If you're looking at your outline. Life is, the, life is the great temptation to not rest, to not trust. And we're going to use that word rest and trust almost inter, inter, 
inter interchangeably the whole time, to not rest, to not trust. Our culture is not an easy place to find rest, right? I want you to just think about that, um, that a minute and give you a chance to just kind of take that in. Our culture is not an easy place to find rest, to, to trust. Somebody said, it was, it, was an, it was an article I read or a book I read, that our culture is not conducive to worship. Okay, that's not what the message is, but I think the two things are uh, kind of go together. Our culture is not conducive to worship. It's, it is, I think, I think Tony said it in his prayer, that, uh, and I will always call this room a sanctuary. This is not a, um, there's another word, uh, I w it's a sanctuary. I'm not going to fumble around for words. I always call this our sanctuary. It's our place to get away. It's our place to take a break from what? Our culture. From the world that you walked in when you walked in the doors of our church. From the world out there. All the busyness, the stress, uh, and, and so forth. So this is our sanctuary. Our culture is not conducive to worship, and our culture is not conducive to rest, just to trust. It, our culture is about busyness. Somebody said if, you, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. Okay? And I think that that's true. The next screen says uh, belief. Now, they, they fail because of unbelief. Belief plus, and this is a big word, trust. Trust and rest. Belief plus trust is faith. This is important. Belief on its own is not faith. Okay? And I, don't, I think sometimes I don't stress that enough. But, but belief on its own is not faith. B uh, to simply believe, to only believe, sometimes, if we're not careful, is almost a mental thing. It's that, uh, okay, I read the scriptures, I know what the scriptures say, and yeah, I believe that it's true, but that alone is not faith. The devils believe, but that's not faith. To understand and to believe it's true, but... Uh, in and of itself is not faith. Why? Because there's not trust involved in it. If it's only belief, not added with trust. Trust is a, more of an action word. I believe what God's word says. I believe what God has done. I believe what God is, is trying to tell me to do. I believe it. I believe it. Now act on it. There's something that you need, that you need to, uh, to adapt your life to it. I begin to... To change, I begin to trust, to rest in it, to let God do his part now. But if you, if you believe, and, and, but you're still trying to do it yourself, I believe that, that God wants to do this and that, and, and I believe he's active, and I believe God's trying to work, and, but then you take it on yourself and you're trying to do it, that's not really believing, is it? It's not really faith. It's let me say that another way. It's not the end of belief which needs to work into faith. Because there's that area of our life that I fail in because it's, it's, it's easy for me to believe God's word. It's, it's easy for me. It's not necessarily easy for everyone, but it is, it is for me. It's easy for me to believe God's word, but then to take that next step of trust 
Rest is sometimes, about all the time, is harder for me. But belief and trust leads to faith. Okay? The next screen, so simply asking you, do you believe? Do you believe? Okay, if you do, I'm asking you this morning, I want you to take that next step. If you believe what God's word says, if you believe that, that God loves you, if you believe that, that God's do, you know, always doing the best for your life, for God works, works everything together for good to those who love him, do you believe that? And, and just on and on, I, I could take verse after verse and ask, do you believe that? I'm going to say that most of you are like me. Most of you are like me. Yes, I believe that. So, trust. Trust. Now, I know what, if I was sitting in the pew listening to me, uh, I'd say, yeah, what, easier said than done, isn't it? Isn't it odd that believing, I think some of it is just we've just been coming to church for so long, we've known Jesus for so long, that believing God's word is rather easy for us. But that trusting part, living it out, is still not so easy. This is one of those thing, places right here where I come to and, and we come to where say, yeah, that's easy said, but I'm having a hard time doing it. I know it. I think most of us are. We're having a hard time doing it. This morning, I want us to take a step closer to doing that, just trusting, is resting. Resting. Letting God do it through us. Letting God do it through us. Letting God do his part. So trust and rest. Okay, I've been, I was really hard on you last week, and I didn't intend to be easier on you this week, but I'm going to be. This is going to be e easier, than, easier than last week. Um, and that's one of the reasons I believe the author of Hebrews is a pastor, because he goes back and forth, back and forth, really hard some weeks. Tell you what, when we get to chapter 6, 10, and 12, it's going to get rough, all right? So hang on. Uh, we've probably got a long way before we get there, but it, he goes from being encouraging to he'll warn you, then he'll encourage you, then he'll warn you, and I want to be more encouraging this, this morning. A test of rest is what we're going to go on to. I've given the, those Israelites a hard time, okay, because they need to be given a hard time. They messed up. They, they failed. They got right there, and I'm going to do a little bit of it right, right now. They got right there to the Jordan. Right, I mean, you could see the promised land, and they didn't do it. Ugh. So I've been giving them a hard time, you know, about how they should have and all, but uh, you know how it is. Every Sunday school class, we talk about those Israelites, you know, those Israelites. If I was there, I wouldn't have done that, you know, but I would have done that. And I know how they feel. I really do. That's not an excuse. And I'm going to go through this, and I'm, going to, I'm not giving them the benefit of the doubt. I'm not saying they're, they're excused. But I do kind of understand why. And because I can see myself in them. So I'm going to talk to us like that. I do kind of understand why, and I think you do too. So they get right up there to the Jordan, right up there where they should have crossed over. The ten spies say, we can't do it. And the two spies say, we can. And you know the rest of the story. Test of rest that they failed. 
But here's why sometimes. I'm only going to give you two things. Here's why sometimes. Our circumstances are screaming everything but rest. Our culture, we already touched on that a little bit. Our circumstances are screaming everything but rest. It's not a test of faith if it's easy. That's not a test. There's not much test to it. So we just, we just discard that. Now, because I want you to remember, they, they failed. There's no excuse for them. But there were giants in the land. There were giants there. This is not easy. And God did not give them a 10, 12 steps, this is how you do it. He didn't, he didn't give them any instruction on how to do it. He just said, I want you to put, I want the priest to put their foot in the Jordan and I'll take it from there. But God, you're not explaining how. No, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not explaining how. I'm telling you, this is what you do. Put your foot, the, the minute you, that first foot hits the water, I'll, t- I'll take it from, from, from there. But there's no explanation. Our circumstances are screaming everything but rest. That's where the problem is. Of course it is. Yes. It's easy for the pastor to get up here and talk about faith. But the reason it's easy to talk about and not do is because our circumstances are screaming everything but rest. It's easy for me to get up and tell, here and tell you what you should do because I'm not in your shoes. It's easy for a Sunday school class to talk about how, the, how miserably the Israelites fail. Why? Because we're not facing giants. But they, they were. It's no excuse, but it is what we go through. And it's not a test of faith if there's not a test involved in it. Okay? Test of faith means test There's something that's making this really tough. And there's something that's making faith come kind of hard right now. There's something that's that's making trust hard to come by. And there's something that's making rest hard to come by. So I do not want to be the man to stand up here and, and just browbeat you on how you should have more faith and how you should rest, how you should just let Jesus take care of it all because I'm not in your shoes. And I understand that. I understand that. And I understand why faith is sometimes hard to come by, where trust is sometimes hard to come by, where rest is sometimes hard because of our circumstances. They're screaming everything but rest. There's your test of faith. There's where the test is. Hey, easy days are easy. It's those testing times. I'm right there with you. This is one of those times I don't want to be preaching at you. I want to preach with you. I am right there with you. Tests of faith are tests. The second one, just because, I should have put just, because you went through and passed previous tests of faith doesn't always make this one easier. And I've, got, I've stood up here week after week and complained about how the Israelites crossed the Red Sea and they can't cross the Jordan. What is wrong with you people? This is different. I I know it. I know the Red Sea, and I know because the the Red Sea experience seems so much worse. You have, you could look back on your life, and you could name off tests of faith that you've been through. 
that are so much harder than what you're going through now. I'm going to be honest with you. As your pastor, I walk with some of you through these things. And some of you will come to me with a situation or a, a test of faith. And, and we'll talk through it. And when you leave, I, because I've been with you and I've been with you through so much, when you leave, I'll, I'll think, you know, that why are they struggling so much with this test of faith? Because I know in their past, they've been through stuff so much harder than this. Because that's the way we are. And that's the way it works sometimes. I know they went through the Red Sea and the Egyptians and all that. Hey, that's, that's already pr proven, but that was then and this is now. I'm going to ask you to not kick yourself too hard because you know very well that you've been through things in the past that are so much, in a way, so much more difficult, it could be, than what you're going through now. But for some reason, you're struggling now. And for some reason, you're struggling with this. And I've watched people leave my study, and I've wondered, why are they struggling so much with this? You know, it shouldn't be that hard for them as what they've been through. Then I what? Look at myself. And I see myself doing exactly the same thing. The stuff I've been through, I, I think, well, hey, hey, if I can get through that, I can get through anything. Have, have, have you ever gone, Matt, I'm going to step down. Have, have, have you ever gone through something and think, hey, if I can get through this uh, for the rest of my life, it's easy. You know, hey, if I can get through this, I've got it made. What? Wrong, right? Wrong? That's, that's wrong. <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't right. Every day is a new day. And we're not machines. We're not machines. We're humans. And we don't do what we always should do. And we don't feel what we always should feel. And we don't act the way we always should act. If I turn on a machine, it should do the same thing every day, every time. But I'm not a machine and neither are you. And I'm not excusing it. But I am trying to explain it a little bit. Why you're struggling so much with this one. Why you're struggling so much on this day when you've been through so much? Why this one is setting you back so much? Because you're human. And I know you've learned a lot and I know you've grown a lot, but that doesn't stop what's happening today. And Whatever I learn today and go through today is not going to just make me ironclad where, it won't, where nothing will ever affect me again. It doesn't happen like that. It doesn't work like that. Because we're not machines. We're humans. And things get to us. And situations are different. No situation is the same. And I'll never deal with them all the same way. So because you went through... And past previous tests of faith doesn't always make this one easier. Sometimes it does, but not always. And the Israelites are a perfect example of passing one test with flying colors and then failing another. We're human. Do you not think that God knows that? Do you, you ever kick yourself because you're human? <laughs> Am I the only one in the room that kicks myself because I'm human? Do you not think that God knows that since he made you? Now, it's not, I'm, 
I am no way excusing you and me, but I am explaining it a little bit. I'm going to close with two scripture. They're going to be on the screen. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Doesn't this verse just fit perfectly? Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's Jesus. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Matt, go back, if you would, please, to 28. Let's just leave that for a second. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, there's probably no one in the room who hasn't heard that verse. And some of you probably were thinking about that verse. But this is what Jesus, I want you to feel, I want you to feel Jesus saying this to you right now. Come unto me, Jesus saying it. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But you have to come to him. The next verse, next verse, First Peter 5, 7. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. And another way of saying that, roll the burden off your shoulder. Roll the burden off your shoulder onto him because he cares for you. I'm going to ask you to stand. The musicians come this morning. I suspect that I'm not the only one in the room who needs to know this, hear this, feel this, experience this. I'm going to ask you to bow your head with me. And I've tried to do this the whole way through. I wanted very much wanted this to be I'm not doing this at you, to you, but with you. I want this to be like a family going through this together. And I want you to feel right now that scripture, Matthew 11:28. I want you to feel this. Jesus saying to you personally, because the Holy Spirit has a way of personalizing it. He's not saying this to the group as such but to individuals as a group. Come unto me, Jesus saying, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You may be like me this week, today, right now, today. Remember that word, today, today. You need to come and pray. By, By doing that, what you're saying is, I need that rest. I need that trust. Lord, I believe I believe. Now, Jesus, will you help me trust? And will you help me rest? If you need that, I'm going to ask you to come. Step out of your seat and come. Because that's exactly what the scripture says, doesn't it? Come. Come. You can stand. You can sit on the front seat. You can kneel. But the word of Jesus to you is to come. It doesn't say stand there. It doesn't say sit there. He says, come. If you need to come and pray, you need that rest, we invite you to come.
Just sit with you. 